Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Basket at Davis with some nice rim defense on Dermick. Then lobs it to Jeff Green in the alley-oop and a slam dunk. Boston Ingles. Bogdanovich is open. Left corner is his best corner. And he swishes it home. 50% last year from the left corner for Boyan Bogdanovich. And he hits here. It's 10-8. Top to Green. He'll fire a three. It's good. And the Jazz, after going 4 of 21 to open the game, have hit their first two here of the quarter and lead it 66-41. to all right, it's time for the split story of the day brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Heard some of the highlights uh, right there, Gordon, from the 133-81 to victory over the Adelaide 36ers. Uh, it wasn't exactly nerve-wracking, was it? Can I say this, though? A lot of people came. The yeah. attendance was, was higher than I anticipated, and Jeff Green today at practice said that that was the best preseason environment he's ever played in. <laughs> I'll tell you. No joke. It's what we've said. The Jazz fan base is fired up, and they are eager to see what this team can do, even if it's going up uh, against a bunch of guys who couldn't win the uh, Slovenian League. And not to mention Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, Dante Exum, all did not play. Yeah. So big ups to the fans who who made it happen because I I, th- I was impressed with attendance. Well, on they Friday. wanted to see. They wanted to, they wanted a little look at what's going on. And there there were plenty of interesting things that happened. We we got what our was f- most interesting, Jake. See, I I am finding the the back of the lineup race. Why are you smiling at me like that? Because I, I I'm, I'm eager to hear what was so compelling. Uh. Okay, the well, back, the back of the uh, backup race, right? Yeah, the back of the lineup. But that, I was about to say, I don't know if that is is really all that compelling to our listeners. But there is uh, a bunch of guys really pouring their hearts out there on that floor to make this team. And who uh, who impressed you the most? Oh, uh, certainly uh, Mie Oni. Yeah, he w- he is a he is an athlete. You mm. wouldn't think Yale guy and think uh, automatically superhuman athleticism, but he is a, a he, dynamite. He looks athlete. the part, doesn't he? When you look at him, I mean, oh, I'm, not, I'm not in the business of evaluating men's bodies, but he's, he's put together pretty well. Speaking of you evaluating men's bodies, I'll, I'll, your boy uh, Brantley, Brickhouse? Yeah. It's just a naked man. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has earned that name because he is a monster. Yes, he, he is. is giant. <laughs> I told you. Brickhouse, it works. Will you give me that one, Austin? Is that one all right? In basketball, that means something negative. It does? It means he misses a lot of shots. No, 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 yeah, no, huh? no, no. Oh, I Just... didn't even think about that. There is a little bit of that there. Yeah. A negative connotation <laughs> in basketball. Uh, nah, he's uh, he's built for the nickname. Even uh, William Howard Taft. <laughs> the Prez. He went four for four and three for three from uh, from mm-hmm. downtown. And, and the Jazz just kind of random, randomly f- found him playing over in France. And liked what they saw and thought, hey, come in and we'll see what you can do in camp. And he came in and lit it up. So, I mean, but I, do people really find that fascinating? I don't know. Do they? Because it, it, maybe these guys can, maybe Mia Oni can play. Well, they And have, if he can, yeah. then uh, look, we know that the Jazz starters are really quite good. We've had a few questions about the bench. But if you have this, this back end that you speak of, if there's some talent there, raw talent, then, uh, then uh, nothing wrong with having a crowded lineup. 
Well, or a crowded roster. We've heard Dennis Lindsay talk about it a lot, how they work the back part of the, the roster because they've discovered Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal and George Niang, not to mention guys like Damare Carroll. Yeah, development. Yeah, and, and develop those guys. And, and there have been some misses in there too, but those those that we mentioned with Joe and Royce and, and George, those are key cogs to this franchise. Yeah. So yeah. You, you never know. And if you use those positions wisely and use the G League and the Stars wisely, you could develop these guys into being key players for you. And I, I think there is some potential of that in, in some of these guys we're seeing in play, especially Let, Oni, for sure. Yes, I agree. Let me ask you this, and we're kind of scatter, scattered all over here, but so what? We're looking at a preseason game. Is what you saw, does what you saw on Saturday night make you believe that maybe – Maybe Jeff Green could be a starter for this team. And maybe Joe Ingles might come off the bench or not. Um, yes, I think he's a candidate for that. I also think Roy, Royce O'Neal could possibly play that role. But Locke Royce said, played terrific, yeah. He did. But Locke said something interesting to us a couple of weeks ago that Joe has earned the right to start. Mm. Do you buy into any of that uh, at all? I guess. I guess I could see that. Yeah, because you don't want to mess with the psyche of a team. And if a guy has done what Joe has done, certainly, I th- in my opinion, he deserves to be a starter. Right. And and sometimes you get somebody to totally buy into it and have no problem coming off the bench if that's what the, the team needs. But, but you made a good distinction between starting and finishing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it it's finishing. Jerry Sloan said it a zillion times, the two finishes that matters. But in the NBA, it is there is a stigma to it, though. Uh, and uh, was it... Uh, was it uh, who said I'm a starter? Period. Was that, was that Carmelo? No, 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 no. Somebody on the Jazz. I think it was. Oh. It was either. No, I think it was Boozer because Millsap had uh, had filled in for him while he was hurt so well, and he said I'm a starter. Period. And well, Melo also said something similar with Oklahoma City. But, well, how about you? Do you buy into that? And do you think that Quinn Snyder buys into that? Um, you don't want to. You don't want to cause any kind of feeling. These guys are professionals. And yeah, they'll do what they're told ultimately. But uh, when it comes to strategy and lineups, but but still, you're you're dealing with these guys, and you you, you don't want to upset the apple cart. You have to have everybody pulling in the in the same direction, and different coaches have different strategies. You know, uh, I bet you a lot of coaches. I don't know if Coach Snyder is in this category, but I, I bet you a lot of coaches view giving a token start as a way to do it that isn't all that consequential. So let me, okay, a couple of questions then. If Joe starts, then the lineup is what you and I have talked about. Bowie on at the four. Yeah. But if Jeff Green were to start, do you start him at the four or do you start him at the three? No, you start him at the four, uh, and, certainly. And then you move uh, Bowie on over to the uh, three, huh? Exactly. But, you know, one one observation from practice today, all these numbers that we're throwing out there for positions pretty much don't exist <laughs> on this team outside, yeah. outside of five. I mean, Jeff Green was even asked a, a question about uh, using the today where they said, uh, you, oh, I think it was your boy Eric Walden, who was asking about uh, all the, the fours in the rotation, mm-hmm. you know, like George Niang and all this stuff. And he, he said, four? You mean like power forward? And he kind of was saying, like, that – you know, we're all doing kind of versatile things. And anyway, just implying like four, that doesn't really exist on this team anymore. It seems there's, like there's a five and there's everybody else. Well, and even the other night, 
How many different guys initiated the offense at one time or another? Seems like it was almost countless. It was almost everybody. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Ed Davis initiated, did he? No, nor 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 will Rudy. Yeah, right. Although we've seen Rudy get loose on the break a couple of times. You never know. Um, what about Tony Bradley? Man, is, how is he going to fit in? Because he he's shown that he can play against second-tier players. I wonder if he can how he would do against the twos in the NBA. Well, the truth is he's not going to be a two in the NBA. So all they need, all they need, we, Britton and I talked about this on the you post-game show. You don't think he'll ever be a backup uh, second-unit guy? Not this year. I don't want to say ever. Certainly, I don't, you know he's he's young. He's okay, getting so you experience, meant ever but this year. I meant this year mm-hmm. uh, because you know who he's going to be on this team is Epe Udo. You're going to go to him in backup center minutes when it's either the game's over or they're in a pinch and heaven or forbid foul trouble or foul trouble injury, injury yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. He's got to be competent enough to step in in those moments and and have the ship not sink. So by that standard, I think yes, he can. He can be that, but he's not going to be relied upon this year as your primary backup, and I don't think he's ready for that. So if you had, if I, okay, this is unfair. When has that ever stopped me before? True. So who do you like to make the roster then at that back end that you were talking about? Uh, Is Brantley good enough? Is he physical enough? Is he, does he have a strong enough presence to put him on? The final 15? Well, they've got Wright Foreman and Brantley as signed as two-way guys. Mm-hmm. So I would guess that they're not going to be on the final 15 because they, they're in control of them regardless. So those are their two-way guys. Uh, Maya Oni has a, a legit contract with the team, which I think will kind of lead you. Now, it doesn't mean he won't spend some time right. with the Stars, but he's got an NBA contract right now, well, so well, that would lead you to believe he, he will probably be included in the final Rudy 15. Gobert is a first-round draft pick, spent time with the Bakersfield Jam. Right. So, you know, this is this is kind of the norm. And from there, I think, you know, it's what types of players do they want to keep. Um, Nigel Williams-Goss, do they want to keep a third kind of – smaller point guard that's been their mo in the past right it has been so i mean is that a is that a position you know uh william howard's much more of a versatile shooter type a little bit bigger so do they want more duplication there because they've got a lot of players like that uh they may struggle guarding wings so do they want somebody who's going to come in and and really be athletic defensively yeah yeah so it I, I'm not to cop out of the question, but I, I think this is why it's so interesting. Do you think that uh, players 1 through 15, especially the last five, how much opportunity do you think those guys get? Not much. Depending on the circumstance, if, of course. If, I'm telling you, if I'm Quinn Snyder, though, and my team is as good as I think it might be, I I might play those guys, uh, you know, over the, the the back end of games. Remember when the Warriors were doing that with their players? Now I'm not necessarily saying that the Jazz are at the Warriors level when they were in top form, but th- that might be a good time to get those guys some some uh, some experience. Right. So yeah, I don't know. On the other hand, in the NBA, a twenty point lead can evaporate pretty quickly. That it can. So that just a couple of takeaways. Oh, we got our, our first look at Bojan. Um, 
And, and I think people will be surprised. He's more athletic, I mm-hmm. think, than um, maybe people have envisioned in, in their minds. And I think he's a much more capable defender than maybe his reputation. So those are I a couple so. of things. I Remember, I yeah. kept bringing up that playoff series where he played pretty good defense. So, yeah, he, he was really active when he was on the floor. And Joe Ingles is, is Joe. I mean, he had a very Joe Ingles-like game. Two of six from three, but do you think be that, better than, yeah, than yeah. that? Do you think that what we saw out of Royce O'Neal is that the truth with him now? Is that is, is he going to contribute? I know he's contributed in the past, but is he? Could he develop into a force for this team? Well, a force, yeah, I I think so. I think he's going to play an important role because because he can guard. He can guard multiple positions. His three. Uh, three-point shooting got drastically better last year. Last yeah. year, mm-hmm. and he's he's tough. You know, uh, uh, maybe people out there worried with no Jay Crowder. You know, who's where's the toughness going to come from? And I think there that Royce has a little bit of that tough edge to him that uh, that is always useful in a role player. Not only does he have that tough edge, he had that when he was trying to prove himself. Yep. But I think now with more confidence. It may some sometimes people let down a little bit, but I think he, it might increase with him, right? Because hey, man, I belong here, and and you're not going to get away with nothing off of me. I'm going to shut you down because that's what I do, and I think he could have that that attitude. One thing, another thing, I was impressed with in that game, Jake, was at times the defense wasn't necessarily coordinated in every way. But, man, those guys, there was a lot of effort at the defensive end, I thought. Yeah, absolutely, because I think and, they know that's how they're going to make this team. Yeah, good point. Yep, that's that's the best way to do it. Quinn Snyder's your head coach. You better play defense. And it seems like one of the two of us uh, told a, cert- a certain player that last year, a certain draft pick out of Duke. You did. And you I'm did not tell sure him that. he completely got the message but maybe he did well maybe he needed to learn some things first or yeah i guess so. become more capable a little hint for you grayson talk a lot about defense quinn i like that <laughs> oh you just told him to talk about it you didn't tell him to play it no i told him to you play basically it told him to to be a, a charade <laughs> no i told him to play it too it was just a small clip there there was more i think i think you told him to talk about it <laughs> i did that too yeah i i don't think you told him to play it <laughs> a little hint for you grayson talk a lot about defense quinn i like that mm. yeah but i also mm. told him to play defense don't, don't you remember that part you of it didn't tell yes. him to play defense yes, I no did. i remembered that I, part of it no i did the other part too and and he uh you know he got tripped up on it a little bit but you know <sighs> all right daryl morey has absolutely kicked a hornet's nest this is uh spinning out of control rapidly and has brought attention to a bunch of different things that the nba was probably fine not getting attention for (laughs) is that is that a yeah that's uh, how i would describe it okay i gotta admit i was a little so I, i was surprised at how much got stirred up by this i mean it's one man's little tweet you know well, it's the position that that man is in, which I made get, it. But geez. all right. So, of course, and we don't need to to get too heavily into it. But there there have been protests in Hong Kong as China, for years they've had this kind of 
agreement that Hong Kong would do whatever they wanted, but they were still part of China, but not really part of China. And now China's kind of strengthening its its grip on Hong Kong. And so there's some people pushing back. Uh, they all Have you seen the pictures where they wear masks because of how bad it is if they were identified and now masks are illegal mm. in Hong Kong. It, I mean, it's 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 not good. No. Uh, so Daryl Morey uh, sent out a tweet that basically said, stand with Hong Kong. All right. All of a sudden, then Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Houston Rockets, retweets that and basically says, uh, no, this does not uh, this uh, <laughs> does not reflect this our is not how we feel. Mm. <laughs> I wonder if he has any business dealings with China beyond just the effect it would have on the Rockets, which has not been positive. And then the NBA responds with a, kind of a, a similar soft statement on it. <laughs> Basically kind of saying, oh, kind of sorry we offended you over there. Oh. Uh, and we then know, We know that you watch a lot of our games and buy a lot of our apparel. And so then a lot of people out there are going, hmm, I wonder why this reaction is happening. All Daryl Morey did was say, I support people fighting for democracy, which usually is a pretty good thing in this country. Yeah. Last time I checked, usually people are like, yeah, democracy. Woo, let's do this. Freedom. But the NBA, Tillman Fertitta and the NBA are like, oh, hey. <laughs> and then Daryl Morey himself totally backed away from it, basically saying, uh, I did not intend, or I'll read it directly, I did not intend my tweet to cause any offense to Rockets fans and friends of mine in China. I was merely voicing one thought based on one interpretation of one complicated event. I have had a lot of opportunity since that tweet to hear and consider other perspectives. <laughs> so everybody That's a out great there, way of saying, well, I got called, I got called in and yelled at for that. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely a uh, let's figure out figure out a way to back away from this, or or you're fired. I mean, that's that's basically what that was. You think that's tone and tenor of that conversation? So now everybody's scratching their heads again, going, "I thought democracy was a good thing," and they look into it a little bit more, Gordon, and figure out, "Oh my goodness, the NBA is making billions with a B on a yearly basis." From the popularity of the association in China. <laughs> and then all how, the how pieces many... come together. Oh, <laughs> I see but now. Democracy's not that great. <laughs> so, of course, then uh, all the, the folks are coming out of the woodwork and, and yelling at the, at the NBA. How dare you support, uh, you know. A dictator and a regime that is quite literally killing people, and uh, people are outraged over the over the NBA doing this, and uh, the NBA looks weak and greedy in this whole thing. I mean, it's just it, it's absolutely a mess, and it's spiraling out of control. But I I don't like the hypocrisy of it all, Gordon. Well, I don't pretend to know all the ins and outs of this particular political dispute, uh, but. But I, I do find it a little – it just muffles everything when one who works for an NBA team cannot express an opinion. Which Adam Silver did eventually say today, that they support his right to express himself. Right. But that's far from 
where a lot of th- people think well, Adam Silver should be on this yeah. because he has been on so many other issues in the past. And then it comes to this and he's going, oh, mm, you know, like, mm-hmm. like we're making a lot of money over there. Shh. <laughs> Shh. Yeah. Mm. So your outrage should only go so far. Well, it it it's just if you're going to uh, get on your soapbox about something, you, know, you probably ought to make sure. Your, your stuff's in order before the, you do the, that, because pro- that's what people are saying. Yeah. You know, you support you support uh, Steve Kerr and him, make, him making him political comments and Greg Popovich, and you don't do anything about that, and you almost celebrate it. And then this one steps on a revenue stream, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> what, express yourself. What has been the manifestation of, of that stepping on the revenue stream? What what uh, what what's been happening with the Rockets? Well, basically, uh, the uh, Adam Silver did say today that um, that the cost has already been substantial. Are I they believe. losing sponsorships? They uh, are, and in fact, uh, there's a there's a uh, the streaming service that owns the rights, and they just signed a new like 1.5 billion dollar contract. They're now refusing to air the Houston Rockets games, and you know how can who, you back out of a contract? Like well, that? they're just going to air another game. They're just they're not going to air Houston Rockets hmm. games. But there have been other big time sponsors that have pulled out, and in fact, the um, you know just to kind of show how deep this goes, uh, the new owner of the Nets. The Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. made his money as basically in a, a, a starting a Chinese dot com like billion dollar company. Hmm. So he's, I mean the 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 relationship between the NBA and China is it runs deep. But the, but here's again what, I asked us I wonder if some of Furtada's uh, uh, NBA uh, or his uh, his money is tied up in China. Because probably. it seems like half the country has some manufacturing going on over there. Well, and that's the the problem I have with people who are criticizing the NBA. Because ever since Richard Nixon opened the floodgates back in the seventies, you know, and remember ping pong, the mm-hmm. that whole story. Uh, he was widely praised for that. We all have been supporting that communist regime over there in one way or another. Every single one of us. Until very recently with this trade war, Gordon, you know where nearly all of our recycling went to as a country? On a boat over to China. So if you were actually recycling, (laughs) you were supporting that communist regime. So that's, it. you know, when it comes to conveniences and saving money because it's manufactured over there, all of us turn a blind eye. So everybody who's just blasting away at the NBA, you're doing it too. Sometimes well, yeah, these but moral yeah. high ground issues so, just uh, bug is, me. Uh, what you're suggesting here is that uh, if if there is a government out there that you disagree with their politics and the way they do their business, that you should in no way have any business dealings with that uh, with that co- with any company within that country. Well, that's what people are telling the NBA to do. And listen, what they're doing in China is truly awful. I mean, they're they're eliminating, they're imprisoning Muslims in concentration camps. I mean, people are, are literally dying. But that's what people are telling the NBA to do, saying, "Oh, you don't you don't agree with their politics and what's going on in China and human rights violations, so you shouldn't be doing business with them." Meanwhile, the rest of the the, the rest of literally the world is doing business with with China, ourselves included. Well, I'll, I'll get back. The simplest part of this for me is I think people should be able to voice their opinion on things. I agree. You know? mm-hmm. and, and especially since 
like you pointed out, if the NBA is backing certain opinions and not backing other opinions, then, then well, wait a minute. Who's, who's the grand uh, arbiter of what's right and what's wrong? Adam Silver? Or is it <laughs> something a little more green than that? Right. Cash money. I, you know... I, I saw this uh, this happening, and I saw the reaction, and I didn't dive real deep into it, but it did bother me because I think people should be able to voice their opinions. And, and here's what happens, what will happen, what this reinforces is that nobody says nothing about nothing. Right. You know, for, forgive the double negative, but it, it, it freezes everybody over so that they're afraid to express almost anything, you know, and that's, I think that's unfortunate. And especially since, like, in the NBA, how many times have various players in the NBA been saying stuff like, we're more than athletes? We we should be able to voice our opinion on things. And so, wait, uh, okay, you can voice your opinion unless we disagree with it or unless it's going to cost us money. or Where where do you draw that line? Uh, How about if you draw that line outside the whole boundary of it and allow people to... uh, express themselves i i totally agree with you but there's a reason that michael jordan said republicans buy sneakers too when i was asked about you know political stuff and whatever he says hey republicans buy sneakers too i'm not saying i'm not saying anything i'm a basketball player i'm gonna continue enjoying the life that it is that but, is but, affording me but in this day that's and the age, easy way to go and yeah, that's probably the smart way to go but should you be allowed to to express yourself 100 percent so should those who do express themselves get castigated when when it's not proper form as it pertains to earning money or even if it's it has nothing to do with money or little to do with money it just is disagreeable to the powers that be See, that's the problem with this well and i didn't i found what he posted to be unfortunate but like kurt schilling uh, posted a bunch of you know kind of right wing stuff on on Facebook uh, about the transgender bathroom thing in North Carolina, and he was fired by ESPN. Now, whether you agree with him or not, him expressing uh, you know himself that way, should he really have been fired? So, if you're employed by a certain entity, and uh, I mean, you just keep your big mouth shut no matter what, and and what good does that do? This is the danger here, Jake, is you can't freeze everybody out because it hurts somebody economically or for any other reason. Yeah. Well, the, the, the truth is you should always be allowed to express yourself. Freedom of speech, big believer in that. But unfortunately, or maybe fortunately in some cases, there are consequences with words. The freedom of speech does not give you a freedom from consequence, good or bad. But I guess I'm looking at it from an institutional standpoint. There might be consequence, but it shouldn't come from superiors who, on the one hand, champion uh, causes, uh, and on the other hand, oops, not in this case. You know, so I I, I think you got to be one or the other, all in. Well, them being on all in on freedom of expression in this case is going to cost the league billions of dollars, possibly. Will it really, or do you think this thing will get straightened out? I'm sure it'll get straightened out, but are people really going to like the manner that it's going to get straightened out? 
because it's probably going to be a lot of butt kissing to those very people who are oppressing other people. That's so, why this so what is such do you do? a mess. Yeah. Well, in this case, the, the NBA is probably going to, at least in the short term, take a financial loss. And that's by far their more, most popular team in China, by the but way, the you, Rockets. Can you just turn the spigot off like that, though? If, if, if the Rockets have fans in China, are they really going to stop being fans because of what one executive said? I mean, really? I it's, mean, they've got a history there. With Yao Ming and every, everything else that's going on, I mean, just shut that off? Well, the, that's the thing. The government over there can shut off whatever they want to shut yeah, off. I guess. That's, I mean, that's how they do it. And if, if, honestly, if they think the NBA is pro-democracy, pro-revolution, well, they're not going to hear the NBA. <laughs> I mean, I don't, they don't care how popular it is. It makes no difference to them. <laughs> Oh, man, that just seems awfully selective because I'm sure there are other people who do business with China who at times have expressed some opinion on Twitter uh, that, that, that that government doesn't agree with. I feel for, for Maury in this. I, I, I think he just expressed an opinion, and if he's taking heat for that, then uh, I, I don't think he should. But again, it's not me losing the money over there. But you know, what's right is right, regardless of what color. The NBA is even playing favorites with totalitarian regimes because Ennis Cantor mouths off about Erdogan <laughs> right. every other day. That's and they're right. like, go get him, Ennis. Not, uh, and Maury. Oh, yeah. And if, he, if Ennis leaves the country, he might not be able to get back. Right. Who knows what's going on out there? So not fans of Erdogan, but President G, they're all on board. So how, what, what should be the next move? Quiet negotiation. Cancel the league. <laughs> Quiet negotiation behind the scenes. But it sounds like that, that, that would bother you, too. So what do you do? Well, you visit Ken Garf, West Valley, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Gordon. That's what you do for great deal, deals and even better experiences. More big shows straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.